Well, Ulysses, the Rays did what they had to do. Absolutely critical. Winning a series against the Baltimore Orioles over the weekend. And this is going to be a happy pod because what we saw this weekend really should give some momentum to the team and to the fan base. So let's, uh, let's dive deep right here. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. That includes if you're interested in advertising with the program or having us do a broadcast live from your place of business. We uh, are open to all ideas there. Well, we previewed the Orioles race series and explained how it may very well have been the most critical series of the season, at least up to this point. And the Rays did not disappoint. They took advantage of a very important moment over the last three games. Game one uh, wasn't so good, but uh, game two bounced back in game three. Talk about um, talk about ending on a really high note. And as you alluded to, the momentum of what Drew Rasmussen put together uh, hopefully propels this team for the rest of the month and the rest of the season for that matter. Definitely the the winning the series, the head-to-head matchup, that was important. That was critical because if you're a race fan and you're telling, uh, you know, you're kind of making fun of the Orioles right now, like, oh, they they won't be around in September. You sound exactly like a Yankee fan or a Red Sox fan sounded in 2008 when they talked about the race. So don't be that person. Take them seriously. They're a good team. So winning this season series was very critical. It was very important because at the end of the day, there is no game 163. And you've already lost the head-to-head matchup with the Twins. I forgot to look at the Mariners series, actually. I don't know if you know that off the top of your head, but I don't. I don't yeah, know you're asking they, the wrong guy. I do not have that information off okay. the top of my head. I, I, do I don't they, either. I know that they've beaten up on the Yankees over the last week or so, so... Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know that the Rays uh, Mariners matchup head to head, but yeah, that, this was this this is a playoff hopeful team. So you need to get that that head to head matchup. They did. That's exactly what they wanted. And you you heard the 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 interviews. You heard B A Duane. You had uh, you heard Rasmussen. You heard Kluber. You heard my goodness, everybody was yeah. telling, you know, in front of Mike, this is important. We need to win this. Taylor Walls also came out saying like, we need to win this series. It's very important. And they did. And that's so refreshing to see this team just have a goal and go get it. Like that is so great to see because they've been decimated by injuries. And so it is an easy excuse saying, well, they can't do what they, what they should because of the injuries. We've heard that so many times this this year, Kevin. So having the injuries and then yet get, get getting the W and of course I don't I, I can't believe it's been four minutes and we haven't even talked about it. But Drew Rasmussen, right? That was so cool, man. That was that was really really good. That was Maddox, That was Greg Maddox esque what he was doing yeah. on Sunday. 
Uh, talk about working the corners, the edges, having the fastball working the entire course of the game. And uh, just over the course of, I mean, I, I look away and then look back and Drew Rasmussen now has four pitches that he can utilize. You know, it that we were talking about him as a two-pitch pitcher. So him for putting that together. And don't look now, but Drew Rasmussen, if he continues, I'm not saying he's going to go out and, and throw near perfection every game, but he's been really, really on a roll as of late. And I would not be surprised if at the end of the day, he might finish with a lower ERA than Shane McClanahan, depending on the direction of where these two pitchers are going as of right now. But that was so, so big for, for Drew. And, you know, it was, it was great to see too of, you know, we have, we've gotten on him before or previously uh, about, yeah, he doesn't rack up a lot of strikeouts and there's going to be a point where he gives up some pretty hard contact, but we didn't see that obviously when you're putting together a performance like that. But when there was contact made, it was weak pop outs and weak ground balls. Um, you know, what's funny about that start though, is, uh, I had mentioned it on Friday. We might see a Brett Phillips moment and we almost did where Brett Phillips almost took to Rasmussen's head off hitting a ball up the middle. Luckily it was snagged up and a play was made, but, um, yeah. you know, just, uh, this is the type of output that you need. Um, and, going into New York, but, but more than that, and really this series, I, I think we might have a little bit of a, a budding rivalry here between the Rays and the Orioles. I mean, you have game one where there was arguing and challenges game two, the Pete Fairbanks benches clearing snafu that happened. And, you know, maybe Pete Fairbanks was blaming the wrong person there. I don't know, but I totally understand where he's coming from. You can't tell a pitcher like that to, you call time at the very last moment that can lead to an injury that can lead to a thousand things. And then game three, uh, of course, what, what drew Rasmussen put out there. So, uh, it, it's, this is, this could be the start of a very fun back and forth over the next couple of years, just like we saw the Rays in 2008, getting a back and forth with the Red Sox to some extent. And we saw it 2020, 2021 with the blue Jays. That yeah. kind of rivalry and kind of Yankees going up. Too, but yeah, we yeah, yeah. The Yankees, Yankees, Red Sox has always been there, but with the Blue Jays then being competitive at the same time with the Rays, like that was nice to see, you know, in the wild card game in 2020, of course, and then 2021, the whole uh, Baraki, Kiermeyer, Steelgate, you know, the, the, the card gate thing. Yeah. Like that's cool to see. And now with this, uh, you know, Orioles team that, you know, frankly, they're not going to, they're not going to take it. And, and they're, they're not going to just shy away from Pete Fairbanks screaming. Yeah at at Trinos, who by the way scream at the umpire but again if Fairbanks is kind of crazy like Chirino said every, every, everybody he's I think the quote is everybody knows how wild that guy is around yeah. the league so every if everybody knows around it, it's again Fairbanks apologized kind of post game saying like hey I you know I, I Look, it's the heat of the a moment guy like, like that that's gonna spark some fire for your own team and you know whether it's intended or not intended strike fear in the opposition. Cause he came back with a hundred mile an hour at the top of the zone. Like he, he, he's got that. We always said this about Pete Fairbanks is uh, he's got that closer mentality, the closer look. We don't know if he's, you know, going to be handed those reins yet, but he's got, if you're to 
build a, a closer lookalike in MLB The Show or on a TV series or a movie, you would make him look like Pete Fairbanks. And, and it's, it's important that you back up that attitude with results because then you, then you look kind of flaky, you know, talking a big game, and then the results are in there. So I'm happy that the results were there and he was able to, to, to get the, the, the strikeout. But let's be honest, like that's, that's completely on the umpire. I think it was Andy Fletcher yeah. behind the – like don't, don't grant – I mean you could really hurt Fairbanks. And honestly, you could also hurt Chirinos because what if that ball goes flying by and, and hits Chirinos too? Yeah. So it's Andy Fletcher's fault there. But ultimately, you, you, you got to see a little bit of that rivalry. That's, that's great. You, you need that. And so many good things happen. I mean, David Peralta keeps <laughs> keeps raking, keeps giving you professional at bats. Like that's exactly what you want. <clears throat> you saw Suri having a tremendous game uh, defensively and w- with the bat in, in this series. A ro- uh, Randy Rosarena, big bomb yeah. on Sunday, a three run shot, but also s- still getting hits every game. So yeah, I, I think we saw a lot of of completeness of, of team win mentality this weekend, which was really needed in, in, in the most crucial series of 2022. And another guy that, again, I guess he's always going to be overlooked to some extent. Um, Yu Chang, he was critical in this series in multiple facets. I mean, it's not always the flashy thing to move the runner over or get a sack fly, but he was yeah. sort of, uh, series partner of you know siri gets to, to second or third and and yu chang's got his back there at least on on saturday that was the case and you know that's that's also good to see where um in game two we're obviously shane mcclanahan bouncing back but the rays taking advantage and making the most for the most part of uh you've got a rookie pitcher making his mlb debut you've got to to work him out a little bit. You have to rough him up a little bit. And um, I don't know if he was quite ready for the the big moment, DL Hall, and eventually the race chased him after four innings. So that was good to see going forward with that. Uh, we'll talk about this game a little bit more, uh, or the series a little bit more, but uh, before we do that, we have to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Ulysses, I assume... You watched most of, if not all of, the Drew Rasmussen outing? I, yeah, uh, 100%. But before we, we focus on the Drew Rasmussen, thank you for calling, uh, giving a shout out to, to Yu Chang. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, he does get lost in, in the mix and he has been a very pleasant surprise, not only with the glove. You know, I, I talked to Locked On Pirates host um, Ethan Smith and also Jeff Ellis, Locked On Guardians host. Mm-hmm. They've had some experience with with Yu Chang's play, and they said, you know, glove first. You know, don't expect really much with the bat. In yeah. his last uh, 15 games, this is his slash line for Yu Chang. 267, 320 on base, 444 slug. That's a 764 OPS. Right. Um, yeah, I'll take that. Very good. Two bombs. 
And apparently he also uh, throws 40 mile an hour EFAS pitches when you yeah. need them to do that as well. So, you know, there's no Brett Phillips, so he can step in that role. Like, you know, you need this is the thing about if you're a race fan, you have to love this kind of not only acquisition, but the mantra of, of what the race stand for. It's every guy matters. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it, it, it's not just one hero every night. It's, it's you Chang one day, Jose Siri the next day, Randy Rosarena the next day. Mm. It just keeps rotating. And this might have to be a conversation. It probably will be a conversation on another episode, but when Manny Margot, Wander Franco, and Harold Ramirez come back, uh, the Rays are going to have some tough decisions to make. And as of right now, I think you got to keep Yu Ching around, but we'll get to that at a later point. Um, so Drew Rasmussen, yeah. uh, was there a moment where you thought he's going to complete either a no-hitter and or perfect game for the Rays? I, I, again, like I've said this before in every episode, like I, my no-hitter, my perfect game alert starts at pitch one like i always always focus in on that and so when it kept going i was like okay four innings like when four innings are through i'm like this is nice when six innings are done and you're going to start the seventh i'm like there's a shot there's a real shot this is this this can happen um and then it kept going and then then in the eighth that was really exciting and i'm like okay the bottom of the order is up like you got to come through and man, Mateo did not let us yeah. just enjoy it a little bit more. I think it was the first pitch. It wasn't even the second pitch of, of the yeah. bat. It was the first pitch, you know, a hanging cutter. Like yeah. the guy did not make a single mistake the whole day. Drew yeah. didn't. And then the one mistake he does, Mateo uh, hits it for a double. That's, that's yeah. as A-Rod would say on Sunday night baseball, baseball. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mateo's a damn good ball player. Like he yeah. has just come out from, I mean, when he got called up last year, I think by the Orioles, it was like, eh, he's the next uh, Pat Vileka. He's the next, you know, Felix uh, PA. Yeah. He basically then, you know, they've, they've kind of done a merry-go-round with shortstops, but he's, and he very well could win a gold glove, if not this year in the future. And then you add in the, the speed and just the dynamic output that he provides combined with Adley Rushman and so many other Ball yeah. I mean, that's a reason. That's a big reason why have made such a transition this year is their infield defense. I mean, they were yeah. historically one of the worst infield defenses over the last handful of years. And if you look at their outs above average, like last year, I think they were like negative 27 outs above average. And this year they're plus four plus five outs above average. So that's, that's quite a uh, change that has been made there. But, and here's the other thing that I like about I mean, obviously what Drew Rasmussen did on the whole, but, and, you know, maybe last year, if he did this against the Orioles, we'd say, oh, it's the Orioles, but you can't say that anymore. You have to, this is a legitimate ball club. It's not like he did it against the Tigers or pick a team that's a cellar dweller this year. So I understand where you're going with this, but does Corey Kluber have a no hitter? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who it is against, what there was a good or bad team. I just think that it... That's my point. It probably it feels a horrible team. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was the Texas Rangers of last year, so they okay. were a horrible hitting bowl club. So, but I'm saying, like, I understand where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, no hitter, perfect game, baby. That's what people will remember. They won't remember, oh, was that a good season for that team? Nah, man. A no hitter is a perfect game, whatever it is. And, man, he was so close, too. He... I. He was, and you felt the vibe at the travel. Like, obviously, I wasn't in the game. You weren't yeah. in the game. But 
you could feel that energy uh, from 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 the blue seats, from yeah. our favorite blue seats. And I really, I I, I thought I was going to have some magic. We're going to see some magic there. And one cool thing I, I will say about Drew during this whole uh, outing, he kept talking to his teammates, even though. Yeah they would shy away from him. He was like, no, I'm not having that. You know, me, myself, me, myself, and I, in my, in my own little bubble. No, no, no. McClanahan, talk to me. Yeah. Uh, Springs, talk to me. Like, that's cool. That's a little twist, uh, uh, onto a, a perfect game that, you know, you, you never really see that. No, if, if that's what makes you comfortable, I'm all for it. I mean, if anything, you know, the, the old, Hey, we're going to ignore you treatment that, that kind of puts more of a spotlight on you in a bad way. And, Mm-hmm. and adds to the pressure whereas you're just acting like it's a normal ball game and you're joking with your teammates like you're you're loose out there and that's a huge yeah. important thing um do you know a uh, little i mean little little history lesson for uh raised fans out there mini trivia here um flip side uh the rays uh have been perfect gamed three times can you name those starting pitchers that did that against the Rays? mark burley 09 dallas braiding braden uh 2010 felix hernandez august 15th 2012 yeah so that's actually 10 year anniversary yeah yeah that that? would have been sick that would have been yeah. sick. The last perfect game was against the Rays, and we had to wait 10 years, almost to the day, where almost a Rays pitcher could have thrown the perfect yes. game. Yeah. Uh, now, not a perfect game, but a no-hitter that the Rays have had. Who was that? Thrown by a Rays pitcher, thrown you mean? by a Rays pitcher. Matt Garza, July, I want to say 17th, 2010. Very close. July 26, 2010. Now, I will say... The Rays did add the unofficial seven-inning doubleheader no-no back in 2021. I remember that uh, myself, yourself, and uh, Klosky had an argument about uh, whether how impressive a feat that actually was. That was against the Cleveland Indians. Final thing, and then we'll move along here for our Yankee series preview. Uh, There were one, two, three, four, five pitchers, five Rays pitchers that combined for that seven-inning doubleheader no no that is unofficial can you name those five fairbanks yes um i will say two of these guys are no longer on the team well no longer with the organization let me say that two of these guys are no longer with the organization lewis head and no longer with the uh, Hunter Strickland. Eh, strike two. No longer with the organization. Um, is Sleggers with the? I think he's in AAA. Man, I would have thought you would have gone a little bit more bold than that. Um, I guess I should have given the date of when this occurred. Um, Diego Castillo. Oh, okay. Colin McHugh. Okay. Josh oh, wow. Fleming. Josh Fleming, who pitched the most out of all those guys, two and two thirds innings, and then uh, Matt Whistler. So there it is. Um, wow! And uh, the other funny That's thing it. about the uh, Drew Rasmussen start was uh, Topkin couldn't be there, so you had to know that he was so upset that he wasn't able to cover the game because he was on a flight or already 
in New York. Like of all the games to be able to cover this season, he couldn't make Dude. that one. It was uh, a freelancer who covered it. Honestly, like that would that would kind of chap at me you're yeah. you're with this organization for what 25 years and you are going to miss the the yeah. one and only perfect game like oof you know you i know, think he went out for mark secretly he kind of wished that it got broken up because if that happened and he wasn't there to cover it like come on that would have really been a, a yeah. There. uh yeah. all right um maybe this could be a, a prop bet on Bet online. Well, will the Rays will Rays pitcher have a no hitter or a perfect game before the season ends? That that might be something to add. That would be good. And you know, you're right. BetOnline.net would be the fastest and easiest way to check in on that prop bet and all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, the Rays have a three-game series against the Yankees. Um, as of right now, it's uh, TBD versus Garrett Cole in Game 1, Jeffrey Springs versus Nestor Cortez in Game 2, and Corey Kluber versus Domingo Herman in Game 3. Now, we know how good the Yankees have been uh, for much of this season, but if there's a time to maybe pounce on them a little bit, even on the road, I would think it might be right now, considering that the Yankees, as of this recording, are two and eight in their last 10 games. And to my understanding, they are without Giancarlo Stanton. They are without uh, Matt Carpenter and they are without uh, who's the other guy that they acquired from the Cardinals, Harrison Bader. So yeah. uh, three impactful players right there. And it's funny because so the uh, the Yankees, I mean, since the beginning of August, they have yet to win a series. Mm -hmm. Again, we're recording at the time that they're playing the Red Sox right now. We don't know that they're down that as, yeah. as, as, as we're recording, they're down one zero uh, against yeah. the Red Sox. So, so it's, and, and it's like, it's, it's so weird because the, the, the Yankees are like, okay, we're either going to score nine runs or we're going to score two runs. And then they've, they've won a lot of games by one run. It's been a lot of one run losses, over this uh, poor streak for them. And so, yeah, you're right. If there's a time to, to meet the, the, the pinstripes would be now, of course it would be at the Bronx. So that, that also brings a, a wrinkle because the Rays are, I think six games under 500 when, when they're playing uh, on the road. So they, they got to step it up a little bit with that, but yeah, this is it. This is the plan. You're going to, you're going to miss their big boy stand. I think they have Andujar, Locastro, you know, getting regular at bats at least during this series with yeah. with the guys that they have hurt so i mean that's good i mean if, if hicks is is going to be a starting rotation on the starting lineup like that should bode yeah. well for you um i think you know i don't know if we have i think a tbd against cole so that could be a bullpen game that could be a yarbro right. opener situation but Gross. springs and kluber I'm 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 hopeful with Springs. He's looked really great um, th this season. Kluber, that would be the 
I don't know where I want to land with Kluber because on the one hand, they have the book on him. He was in their organization. Yeah. So they it's not going to be well, a surprise. That, and that was part of the reason probably why Kluber, and he's been on a slide as of late, um, but why he maybe struggled against the Orioles too. I think that was his sixth time facing the Orioles this season. Like that's a lot, even against a division rival. I mean, six times in one year. It's with- tough. It's yeah. tough. You're, you're gonna you're gonna see the um, the um, what you would call it the the arm slot. You know right. what they're gonna you know throw at you. You you have video of them throwing to you. So it, it, it get, it's gonna get tough. But I think with with Kluber, he's been really unlucky though. Like you when when you see his starts, there are just some balls that are just finding the the the, the shortstop yeah. hole. They're just getting like Texas bloopers in. Like there's a I remember uh, I think maybe four starts ago, maybe five starts ago, um, I play in the outfield. I think Brett Phillips and and somebody else just kind of didn't talk to each other and let a like a, a it became right. a double or a triple. Like he had he has had these unlucky bounces. So. It does. It does inflate what he what, what what the line says. But overall, I think he he has pitched well. And so that's on the one hand, they have the book on him. So I don't know where we're land. The other one is this isn't an Excel macro sheet. You know, I'm, we're not just going to hit start and then the results will will come into play. Like some fans want to pretend that's what baseball is. It's it's human beings. So maybe him being back in in the Bronx, he wants to show off. You know, again, against his former team, there's a a, a, a matter of a competitor. And right. so you, you want to bet on that guy, too. So those are the two little um, sections that you could go with with Kluber. So, you know, pick your spot if you're a race fan. And if you, you know, if you want to be optimist, go go to the second one. And if you want to be a warrior and be stressed out, um, then yeah. pick the first one. You know, that's that that's that's certainly um, everybody's choice. Aaron Judge has 46 home runs this season. He's on pace for 66 home runs. Yep. Uh, does he break Roger Maris's single season record of 61 homers in a Yankees uniform? Maris did that in 1961, by the way. Does yeah. Judge get 62 or more this season? God, it looks that way. I mean, it looks that way that he's on his way. But, yeah. but, but again, then again, is he going to get hurt? He stayed healthy. It's a, it is a, it is a, uh, contract year. It is. I mean, he, yeah. He, I mean, it, it, he'll, he'll play with, you know, one arm and one leg. If it comes to that, I think I, he will too. He, he, if he breaks the record, the, oh, the, the money have to sign him, right? They, they have to unload the Brinks truck. You can't, you can't play this uh, small market baseball of, of letting Aaron Judge walk. No, you can't do that. But I, if I'm Aaron Judge, I would kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the stud in the ballroom. I'm going to talk to all the girls. I'm going to see what they oh, have true. to say. I'm going to, you know, let Artie Moreno, you know, get, take you out to, to, to the best, uh, you know, sign him too. I mean, he is from California and I mean, it's look, Artie Moreno just loves handing out $300 million deals to yeah. all players. But I, that's, I mean, it get is wooed. Huge if I'm Aaron, get wooed, go to Anaheim and then go to, right. and then go, go to, you know, have some, some lunch with, 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 uh, with magic Johnson yeah. and, and the Dodgers, you know, go everywhere i mean go go to houston 
Well, my, I mean, my point, my why not? Point, yeah, my point is that I wonder if, I mean, obviously you want all your players to be successful, but if the Yankees ownership and or front office is secretly hoping that Aaron Judge doesn't hit 62 homers or 61 homers because you you can't come back to your fan base and say, yeah, we're not, we're not re-signing him. The, depends though, right? Because like they have a limit. I would think that the, 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 the Yankees, Yankees have – What's I know, the, but yeah. I know, but like even the Yankees, they must, even though they shouldn't, hear me out, yeah. even though they shouldn't, they probably have a, a limit on both things years and money, total money. So, which one is it going to break? Because maybe a crazy owner like an Artie Moreno or insert any other owner, Jim Crane, um, they might be, you know what? Oh, the, the, the Yankees are offering you uh, 320 for 10 years. Here's 350 for 10. And now what do the Yankees do if that was their line? Like three, yeah. 320 was like, oh, God, do we go? Do we, do we say yes? Maybe. I mean, it's, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, you're going to have to get, I would think that, regardless, I think the Yankees have to bring them back just because. I think so, too. That franchise. But maybe you get really, not creative, but you don't structure a 10-year deal, 8-year deal. That's just foolishness. But. Yeah, five year deal for two seventy five. <laughs> Just saying, you know, give them I mean, a, a yeah. fifty million AAV, something along those lines. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, th- I think that would be the Carlos Correa, the Max Scherzer, uh, the 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 who who he who must not be named Trevor Bauer uh, type uh, uh, agreements. I don't I don't know why more people don't want to do that. I know the security yeah. and all that, but like damn, are you serious with like that annual average value? Like that would be insane. 50, 50 a year. But it is Aaron judge. It is Aaron judge. Um, one last thing real quickly on Aaron judge. Do you think he'll get to speaking of long-term contracts? Do you think he'll get to 400 home runs in his career? Yes. That's two or four right now. Okay. Yes. Easy. Then I think that's the answer that you unload the, Brinks truck for him in some sort of former fashion. So I guess it would it would be beneficial for for any AL East team in the long term if they sign him. In the yeah. short term, it's going to suck. But when he starts to age, when he starts to break down, and they can get the new shiny toy, good. Yeah, and Stick you know what? The Aaron Judge. Yeah, the Yankees are probably ecstatic that uh, they have in the future, beginning in twenty twenty three, they'll have five less games to face against the Rays. So that means less action on the trot turf and so on there. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospect podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Tuesday.